Hello and welcome to the season finale of Antiquity. As the holiday seasons are coming up and my schedule gets more and more full, unfortunately I won't be able to make any more Antiquities for the rest of the year. Do not fret, as come early next year I will begin with Season 2. However, for the season finale of Antiquity, I wanted to try something different. You see, it's not just enough that we learn about history of video games, but to learn from history of video games. In all of video game history, there have been many successes and many failures. Today I wanted to start a new segment called Why It Worked, where I'm going to look at some of the biggest successes in video games and analyze and explain how it is they achieved success. And what better place to start than perhaps the biggest success in all of video gamedom, the PlayStation 2. But before we get into exactly why the PlayStation 2 was a success, a little background on it. The PlayStation 2 released in America on October 26, 2000, for 299 US dollars. This was Sony's second foray into the video game market after the success of their PlayStation 1. It had much hype and anticipation around it, and for the first several months, it was impossible to find a PlayStation 2. I myself was lucky enough that I didn't even have enough money to afford a PlayStation 2. I just began my new job, and I didn't have $300 to spare until several months later. I remember specifically the day when I got my paycheck and realized I had enough money to get a PlayStation. I ran out to my local media play, rest in peace, and picked up one of the several PlayStation 2s they had, brought it home, plugged it in, and just reveled at the opening screen. My dad later took me out to Hollywood Video where I rented my first game, which was The Bouncer and rented my first DVD movie, which was Die Hard with a Vengeance. I didn't buy my first video game until the following week on my next paycheck, which was Onimusha, a fantastic game, and Capcom, please, please bring that series back. Now, the PlayStation 2 out the gate was a phenomenal success, and absolutely steamrolled everything in its way, crushing both the Xbox and the PlayStation and absolutely demolishing the Sega Dreamcast, crushing Sega's hopes at the video game console market for the rest of time. But why exactly was the PlayStation 2 such a success? I mean, both the Xbox and the GameCube were far more powerful than the PlayStation 2, and Nintendo had had such clout being in the video game industry since 1985. So why was it that the PlayStation did so well? Well, there are five main reasons why the PlayStation 2 absolutely dominated that generation of consoles. First was the Sony brand. You see, while Nintendo did have a very reputable brand, they had unfortunately taken a hit in the last generation. You see, while Nintendo had a very reputable name in the video game industry, their brand had taken a slight hit last generation. The N64 did very well, and is still regarded by many Nintendo loyalists as a fantastic system. However, Nintendo's sales had been on the decline ever since the NES. Every year, the next system would sell less and less than the previous one. N64 was no different. And as such, many people switched over to the PlayStation. For not only was the console cheaper, but the games were cheaper as well. So, when the next generation came up, many people were looking forward to the PlayStation 2 with fervor knowing that Sony would deliver again on goodness. And they weren't wrong. The PlayStation 2 
while not the cheapest of the consoles, was middle ground, and at $300 it was very reasonably priced. And although it was the weakest of the consoles, it still wasn't so weak that it seemed a generation behind with the Nintendo Wii versus the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360. Sony was riding high on a wave of good success and used that to further push the Sony brand. This also leads us to the second reason why the PlayStation 2 did so well. Backwards compatibility. You see, when the Xbox came out, this was Microsoft's first foray into the video game industry. This was So this was a brand new console from a company who, while they've been around the industry for a long time in computers, had never forayed into video games before. Buying an Xbox meant you could only play Xbox games. And the GameCube, while a good little system itself, would only play GameCube games. It wouldn't play 64 games, it wouldn't play Super Nintendo games or anything. There wasn't anything, any way to download these games, so once again, you could only play GameCube games. The PlayStation 2, however, out the box, was compatible with the PlayStation 1 meaning people who didn't adopt the PlayStation 1 would have two entire libraries open to them, effectively doubling the PlayStation 2's already enormous library. This was a huge factor in selling the PlayStation 2 brand. The third point is the relationship that Sony had built with third-party developers. You see, for years, third-party developers had been enslaved to Nintendo and their draconian laws. However, when the PlayStation brand came along, they sought a truce with, the, with third-party developers. They didn't see them as cash cows to be milked until they were dry and put out to pasture, but rather they were potential partners that helped make their system great. They were extremely lax on their policies with games, with very little restrictions, allowing more, much more creative freedom for game developers. They also didn't demand exorbitant royalties for releasing games on the PlayStation 2, meaning developers got to keep the lion's share of their own profits, a very novel idea at the time. Not to mention that their games were released on DVDs and CDs, which could be mass-produced by anyone, no proprietary format here, which meant that these games could be produced on the cheap. This also led to the fourth reason why the PlayStation 2 did so well. It's an amazing library of video games. Not only did they have the PlayStation 1 library to them, but the PlayStation 2 library is arguably the best video game library of all time. It's massive and full of hits. Everything ranging from Final Fantasy X to Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3, Grand Theft Auto, San Andreas, and Vice City. The hits just keep rolling. And that's not just including first-party titles like God of War, either. There were many, many third-party titles that really cemented the PlayStation 2 library. There were many titles that you could only get on the PlayStation 2, which unfortunately left both Xbox and GameCube in the dust. As while both got their fair share of third parties, unfortunately Xbox just had very few first-party titles. Not to mention the GameCube, while it had some fantastic first-party titles, didn't have as many third-party titles, and the few they did paled in comparison to what was available on the PlayStation 2. However, while all these things definitely, definitely helped push the PlayStation forward, if I could point to one factor that absolutely cemented the PlayStation's crowning jewel and made the absolute undisputed king of the platforms, it was one thing and one thing only. The PlayStation 2 unlike Microsoft, and unlike Nintendo, had a built-in DVD player. 
In 2000, DVDs were just starting to take off. This was a brand new format unlike anything that had been seen from both VHS or Betamax. Movies would come on DVD discs that would allow you to fast forward, skip, and you didn't even have to rewind. The picture was much clearer, the sound was much better. It was just an overall leap in the advancement. However, at the time, DVD players were extremely expensive, ranging anywhere from $400 to $500. Sony's PlayStation was $300 and was far and away the cheapest form of DVD player out there. Many people bought a PlayStation 2 not as a proprietary video game console, but to be their main DVD player. This got Sony's PlayStations in the homes. Because even those who bought just to play DVDs, eventually at least bought a game or two. There were definitely people out there who bought it for the DVD player, but decided, you know what? I'm gonna buy some Madden. I'm gonna buy some Grand Theft Auto. Why not? This got so many PlayStation 2s in homes that Sony would reap the rewards for years to come. Unfortunately, Sony did try and replicate this with the PlayStation 3 and had some mild success with the integrated Blu-ray player in the PS3, even though it was a rocky start. And unfortunately, they could never replicate this level of success, even though the PlayStation 4 is doing fantastically. But the DVD player just absolutely crushed any in its way. But it was a brilliant marketing move. That they weren't just selling a PlayStation console, but they were also selling a DVD player. This is unheard of, as before that, all video game consoles did was play video games. Not only did this help cement them at the top, but this also changed the future of consoles to come, as ever since then, practically every home console has had some sort of video player in them, whether they be DVD, Blu-ray, or a streaming service like Netflix or Hulu. Sony pioneered the way for multimedia consoles. Once again, I'd like to thank all of you for joining me on this trip into the history of video games for Antiquity Season 1. I definitely hope to do a Season 2, and if you have any topics you'd like me to discuss, please feel free to let me know. Until then, stay hella average.